know I told you guys that Matt was going to preach today, but I lied. Forgive me. Jesus does, so you have to, too. Right? Right. No. No, um, we won't be, me and the girls won't be here next week because we're going to camp. That's gone, yeah. You guys, that's good. Um, We're really excited. We leave Wednesday, so just be, oh, Thursday. We leave Thursday. And so just be thinking about, we got 10 kids going and two leaders, and just be thinking about us and just be praying. Um, We already sent a list uh, to the point who's also agreeing with us, specific things for each child, and it's just going to be really good. So um, with that, um, I'm going to keep going on this word about the shift. So last week I talked to you guys about... um, Kind of like that makeover, that change, reinventing ourselves, a little transformation. So now I'm going to kind of go the other direction. I know, maybe that's why that's why we're, our numbers are low today. Everyone was like, I ain't changing. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> I'm just teasing that. I'm just teasing. <clears throat> All right. So we talked about that change is good. And sometimes we need an upgrade, right? We need some change. We need, you know, something to happen um, <clears throat> in our hearts, our, our personalities, etc. So we need change. I do not want to do what I did, you know, when I was in high school every day for the rest of my life, right? I do not want to do that. I want to grow. I want to change. My life needs to look different. If I had, you know... I spent 10 years working in preschool. If that had to be my life every day, like as a child, like if I had to go in as a preschooler when I am, you know, in my 30s, that wouldn't be very much fun, would it? You know, especially since this is the size of a cracker that, like box crackers that you get, okay? (laughs) Come on. So um, we need need to grow. We need to change. So today we're going to talk about renewal. So I'm just going to take a moment. Let's just ask the Lord to be here. So, Lord, we just ask you just to, your anointing to fall in this place as I bring this word. Lord, we thank you. Just it is going to be super refreshing today um, as your spirit always is. So we just thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for always just coming in and just working with us and um, taking care of us and providing for us. So we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so renewal. This is what the dictionary says about renewal. So renewal is resuming an activity or state after an interruption or um, extending um, the period of validity of like a license or a subscription or a contract. And then the last, I like the last one. It says replacing or repairing something that is worn out, run down, or broken. I think that's kind of where we land sometimes. Things we feel um, run down, we feel tired, we feel broken, um, just worn out because we go to work and, you know, we do things around our house and, you know, we have all of these things that we do and pretty soon it just feels like, man, I just don't have another moment. Uh, That's kind of how it's felt for me this past week. Like every job that I do all came due, like I'm, we're leaving on the 14th, and everything had to be done by then. 
So, like, yesterday I got to, you know, be on Lake Michigan, this beautiful, you know, million-dollar mansion as I'm scrubbing its floors. But it's good. It's good. Still have a beautiful view, right? You know, it doesn't matter how I get there. I did feel pretty like like I had taken care of myself and I was walking. You know, I must have been looking pretty good because the other construction people there, they're like, are you the owner? I was like, no. <laughs> but thanks for thinking, you know. Um, so, but, you know, it just, sometimes it all just comes at the same time. And with me, you know, we plan on putting a floor in today. But, you know, as I get home at, at uh, what, at 5 or 6 o'clock, I thought, you know what? I don't like the color of this paint. we got to paint this room. Also, I don't want the trim. So I ended up ripping all the trim off. Poor Matt. He should just know when I have that look. Like, ripped all the trim, and then I'm painting everything. And then, like, I'm like, oh, no, we're going to do new trim. And all of this has to be done by 9 a.m. on Wednesday. Yes. It's going to be good. So, you know, it can be like I'm just feeling like overwhelmed or I'm feeling like I'm just run down. Like every moment I'm getting up at 6 o'clock, I'm doing all these chores. You know, I've even beat my retired neighbor outside to work in the yard like every day. I wait for him to wake up. About time. (laughs) I'm out there. He also gets to see me fighting with the power washer, but, you know, happens. So all of these things you can you can feel just run down. So um, I when I really thought about renewal, I thought about Israel. You know, God chose these people, and you know, He gave them abundance. You know, He did so much for them. He brought them out of Egypt. Um, you know, with with possessions, with everything they need. I mean, they didn't even, you know how we're like, oh, my back kind of hurts or my hip kind of hurts or my knees or something like that. They had, there was like nothing. There was no sickness. Nobody had allergies even. I mean, they're walking out, million plus people, nothing. I mean, that's pretty amazing that God does that. So it was really good. Every need they had, you know, it's like, oh, we're hungry. God's like, oh, just open your mouth. Bread's going to fall from heaven into there, you know. Um, Oh, we need water. Go hit that rock. You know, oh, there's, you know, a natural spring. Like, everything they wanted. They didn't even have to go to the supermarket. They didn't have to, you know, there was no exchange of goods. They didn't have to work for it. God just took care of them. And he took care of all of their needs. And they began to wander and things like that. And we know, and numerous times, Israel, then they started to get a little discontent, right? Like, oh, why manna again? It's free. But they didn't want free. They wanted something different. So they started getting a little bored. They, they kind of got too comfortable in, in what God was doing. They were so used to being sit, uh, healthy, you know, when sickness came on them. It was like, oh, it's the end of the world. Oh, my gosh. God doesn't love us anymore, you know. It's like tragedy because they'd been so used to being healthy. And so they got this kind of entitlement, like, of course God's going to, you know, send bread from heaven. Of course he's going to give us water. You know, he's going to send, you know, he's going to give us a cloud. Can't walk in the sun. Well, I'm cold. I don't have a hoodie. You know, pillar of fire. All right, we got this. So they kind of got used to that entitled, like, when that wasn't there, when they woke up and there wasn't bread, they're like, what are you doing? Like, what are we supposed to eat? Had they forgotten that God had taken care of them all this time? So this began to happen, um, and they began to grumble, you know. 
well, if God was a good God, you know, we should have just stayed in Egypt as slaves. Really? Really? I mean, cloud, fire, water from a rock, you know, manna from heaven. You don't have any sickness, but you want to go back to Egypt. And they started questioning the truth of God. Um, you know, where they were tired, they'd been through a lot, but they because they had forgotten all that God has done. So Israel kind of was like, a lot of things happen in the Bible. So then, um, you know, Israel's like in good standing with God, but then they get grumbling and they're like, oh, we can, you know, build, you know, our own idols and serve them. And so they did a lot of things that were contrary to what God wanted for them. Um, something on that entitlement spirit, I don't know if you guys understand, but that's not just for rich. I know sometimes we think, oh, you know, we see people who are super wealthy and they have... Entitlement can land in poverty or wealth. You know, I know people are like, well, people just won't help me. They'll get a job, you know. So it can land anywhere, and I just felt to say that because sometimes we forget that... Um, we think it's for one group of people or for another, but it goes across the board. So things happen. Life gets interrupted. It does. You guys know that? I don't know if yeah. you understand, yeah. but life gets interrupted. Yeah. It doesn't go the way you planned. Yeah. As soon as you plan it, something opposite is going to happen. You know? I'm pretty sure Mary's not like, oh, yeah, I want to have my baby in a dirty stable. That sounds wonderful. I'm pretty sure that's not what she was thinking. She's probably thinking, seriously, we're doing the count now? God, like, I I already went through all of this. Like, you know, I am basically have this, like, everybody's looking at me and thinks I'm this sinner and I'm carrying this baby. I've never, you know, all of this stuff. And now you're going to tell me i got to go all the way here and have a baby in a barn. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that kind of interrupted because she's thinking, God. But, you know, she was super sweet and she's like, Whatever you want. That's why God chose Mary and not Sarah to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? God's like, yeah, it's got to be a Mary. So life gets interrupted by things. Our plans get interrupted by things. So that happened to Israel, and but then God's like, you know what? I want to bring you back. I want to restore this. You guys know who I am. You've seen what I've done. You know, you know they knew who God was. So God said in Ezekiel, um, if you want to turn there, Ezekiel thirty six nineteen. it says, I will take you out of those nations, gather you back together, and bring you back to your own land. Then I will sprinkle pure water on you and make you pure. I will wash away all of your filth, the filth from those nasty idols, and I will make you pure. I will also put a new spirit in you to change your way of thinking. I will take out the heart of stone from your body and give you a tender human heart. So even though they grumbled, even though they went through all this, God's like, you know, I want to restore you. I want to bring renewal. You remember what this was like, and I'm going to bring you back to your land, and we're good. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to take care of you. You know, I'm going to take out that bitterness that came through rebellion and things like that, and you're going to have this new tender heart. So... God's like, he's the God of restoration. So he's like, I'm going to restore you. 
I'm going to give you some energy, come back, we're going to do this right. So sometimes God needs that transformation, and sometimes he just needs to bring us back to our land. You know, sometimes we need a total transformation. We got saved, we needed a total transformation from our old man to our new man. Okay, but now we know who God is, right? You're saved, you're Christians. As Christians, we know who God is. Sometimes we just get a little far from what we know. And he's like, I just need to renew what's going on. I need to renew who, who you are in Christ, remind you. Because you might have got a little far away, but you don't need a full transformation. You know the truth. So it's a place where we can get refreshed, a place that we already know. Maybe we've already been, and he wants to bring us back to that. When you get, like I said, when you get overwhelmed or you're getting just so busy and you need to be built back up, it's like you ever like go to a conference or you come to church on Sunday and you're like, I can breathe. I can breathe again. Like, I just feel like God's speaking to me finally. You know, God was speaking to you the whole time. You're just going a mile a minute. So you couldn't hear. It was like speed of sound, speed of light didn't, didn't match up. So, um, so we need to go to this place of refreshing. We know the truth, but we get exhausted. To tell you the truth, sometimes I'm like, can I just act like everyone else? Why do I have to know? Right? Why do I have to know that that's right? Why do I have to know that that's the truth? Mmm. I just get exhausted. I'm like, okay, I gotta do this, this, and this. You know? Planning for, you know, all the things we do as a community, and you like have three people show up to something, and you're like, I just spent all of this time, I'm exhausted working for people who don't care. You know, that's what you feel like. And God says, but those three people do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I sent them. And I'm like, oh. Because we can get exhausted, disconnected. That's when we need to remember we need that fresh anointing. So I love worship. When I come to worship, I don't care who's around me. I'm like, Lord, I'm coming for your anointing. I want the anointing. Because you know what? The Spirit of the Lord is always on us, but the anointing ebbs and flows. And I want it to always be flowing in my direction. If the anointing's flowing for you, I'm going to run over. I'm going to take some too. I want to be in the anointing all the time. So we need that fresh anointing. I love Jeremiah. In Jeremiah 31, 25, it says, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. You guys have to understand, that's a big deal for Jeremiah because he was always whining. He was like, oh, woe is me. Everything's bad, God. Why did you make me a prophet? <laughs> There's always weeping. So, so I thought, he, if, if he can get Jeremiah to, to understand and say, hey, I'm going to refresh you. It's going to be good. I'm going to satisfy you. It's going to be amazing. So I love that. He, he will refresh. If you're weary, he'll refresh you. It doesn't matter who you are, how long you've been a Christian. It's not like, well, I haven't put, you know, my time in yet. He's like, it's not a big deal. I'm going to refresh you. I've got this. The greatest thing is God is waiting. He's waiting for us to bring it to him, to lay it, lay it all out. Lay it out and say, God, this, this prayer I threw out here is about to expire. Time is running out, God. I'm getting to, you know, I am on the end of my thread. It's not even a rope anymore. It's worn down, you know. 
And I don't know how long a thread can hold this. Bring it to him. And we're saying, God, I need you. What is going to do? I am running out of time on this. I don't see an answer. I've been laying it down. Bring it to him. Lay it before him and say, Lord, I can't carry this anymore. That's what we have to do, but we're always like, oh, it's too good, I'm too blessed. And, you know, we're all just faking it, and God's like, I can see through that. We try to use denial as faith. Well, if I just don't think about it, that's faith. No, it's not. I've seen so many people like, I'm just living on faith. I'm like, "Mm, that's denial. English lesson here. Let's see what the definition of those are. But that's what he's saying. He's saying, bring it to him. You know, we've been praying, and it seems like there's no answer in sight. God's like, bring it to me. Persistent widow, you guys. If you don't know what story to look up, look up the persistent widow. You might have to do that. Bring it to the Lord's feet. And every time you don't get an answer, you put it back, and you put it at his feet again. And you say, "Uh uh-uh, you said, Lord. Because I am worn down and I can't do this anymore. In Psalms 55 it says, Give your worries to the Lord and he will care for you. He will never let those who are good be defeated. Give your worries, not share your worries. He didn't say share your worries. He didn't say show your worries to him. He said give them to them. They're no longer yours. They are his. You have no right to them. Give them to the Lord. He's going to care for you. He's going to care for you. And I like when he said, he will never, how many times? Never. Never. He's never, never, never going to let go of those who who are good. Are you in Christ? Are you saved? You're good. God is good. His Son is good. The Holy Spirit's good. If you have the Holy Spirit living in you, you are good. You have the righteousness in Christ. So be like, well, I'm not good. It says, you know, for good. You are good. You're in Christ, you're good. That's all you need to know. You may not do as many great things as the person next to you. That's okay. You're still working on it. But you are good. He's not going to let you be defeated. So when you feel like getting in the wine press and think, There's no way out. You know, and God has to come search for you like, I've been looking for you. Come on. We got this. Just just go. I got your back. We're too busy thinking, does God really got me? Oh, my gosh. Lay it out. Don't put that fakeness on for God. He cares for you. It can come in different ways. When you lay it out there... You know, it can come maybe when it's you hear a word that is for you. You're reading scripture. Maybe someone gives you a prophetic word. Maybe maybe it's that breakthrough moment. And when you share that, man, it gets it gets you excited and all of a sudden it seems like when you have a breakthrough, all these little breakthroughs start to happen, right? But you got to get to the first one, and the first one is like super hard. Once you get it's like it's like cement, and then under the cement is dirt, okay? That's a lot easier to dig. But you've got to get through the cement layer first, right? And that's d- tough. And you're thinking, I just can't do this anymore. And you just, you know, you leave and you walk away. But man, then you've got the dirt, and what comes after dirt? Sand. 
That stuff is, you can move that anyway. You know, maybe it's just joy. Maybe that's what God is saying is, you know what? When you lay it on my feet, you just get to have joy. All the craziness is happening around you, and you have joy. When I was in the hospital with Lon, all this craziness, they kept giving me just all these bad reports. And I just thought, you know what? I don't care. You know, my doctor, we'd already had all these reports. I'm just like, you know what? We're having the baby here, you know. And I just thought, you know, I don't care anymore. I don't want to be hooked up to anything. I know what God said. And I just took it, and I laid it at God's feet. And I'm like, I'm doing it. And so then I, then I just had joy. I was running around. Well, I wasn't really running. I was going like, um, I couldn't really. I can't run anyways. Which Layla shared something with me, side note. And I said, oh, you've got to share that with me. It's in Proverbs, and it says, you know, there's a reason I don't run. It's because I'm so godly, you guys. Because it says in God's word that only the wicked run when no one's chasing them. I know, I'm pretty holy, you guys. I'm working on it. So that's why I don't run. So I'm waddling around and I'm just playing practical jokes. And I'm like, this baby's coming. Um, I, I said I was crawling on the floor, but I probably was more rolling because I couldn't really like get up from there. Um, I, I just was having a good time until I got confined to my room for playing too many practical jokes on the maternity ward. But, um, <laughs> you know, like when I finally said, I don't care what they say. I'm having this baby and it's healthy and just stop talking to me. Most of the staff was like, this lady is not right. But, you know, I came out with a healthy baby. Not what they thought. And, of course, I had like 100 people in my room, and I'm like, this probably isn't normal, is it? I don't, I don't know why anyone's in here, you know. Like, I'm like going into shock, and they're like, oh. I'm like, it'll be fine. I'm just laying it at the Lord. i just laying it at the And you know what it was? Because I just gave it to the Lord. And what he did, he took some burden and put it for Matt and, and my friend. He's like, you guys be praying. <laughs> She's just doing her thing. And so what I'm saying is when I finally wasn't worried, like, oh, my gosh, what if this happened? And, and what's the heartbeat? And, and what's this? Oh, my, you know, when I finally said, you know what, Lord? You knit this together in my womb. You take care of it. It's your job. And I laid at his feet. He gave me joy, and it was amazing. But sometimes we want to hold on to it. And we get worried, and we get, oh, my gosh, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? And you're just getting overwhelmed. So I just said, you know what? The main thing I know, my daughter has long life. So no matter what happens, God... 70 or 80 years is already guaranteed. So no matter what happens, so I don't need to worry about all the in-between. I already know the outcome. So I just kept looking at the outcome, laughing, having fun. It was good. So I'm going to go back to Isaiah 61. I love Isaiah 61. It is what the Lord gave Matt many years ago about this ministry. But it's it just... It is so good. It says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. Say me. 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 Yes, that's right. It's upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from the darkness the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He's talking about you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Everywhere you go, 
the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He lives in you. He's there. You can't take him off and say, oh, you know what, you stay home today, or you don't follow me in here because, you know what, there's a long line and you know how I get with lines. Lord, please don't come with me to in my car, you know, because I get mad, <laughs> or whatever it is. But the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. It's not a feeling, it's who you are. That's your identity. You are in Christ. So it's not like, oh, I just feel the anointing. Yes, the anointing comes and goes, but the Spirit of the Lord is always there. It's not a feeling. What does he say to do? So you feel overwhelmed, what does he say to do? Preach the good news. You don't got some good news? There's a whole bunch in here that you can find. So if you don't got your own good news, you know what? Take it from him. So when we're feeling overwhelmed, preach the good news. I felt really overwhelmed because I've been doing, I've been out every day this week and Matt said, could you preach this week? And I thought, oh man. He's like, you usually have something in your pocket. And I was like, I don't have any pocket's Lord. I used them all up. And I, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to preach the good news because I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. I'm going to preach the good news. You know, comfort people. Give them a word. Give them a word over their life. You're like, well, everything's going bad in my life. Well, give them something. You know, give and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Right? So when you give something, God will bring it back to you. Because that's who he is. He's like, I'll never ask you to give more than you're going to need. So if you give everything that you need, he's going to give you back everything you need plus. Because that's who he is. But when we're holding on to it, he's like, well, I can't do anything with that. So he's saying, give, give to other people. Build them up. Encourage. Comfort them. Show kindness. Not grumbling and trying to carry this heavy burden all alone. I carried my mattress this morning all alone. I bumped into a lot of things. And I thought, you know, I could have waited five minutes and asked somebody's help. That's why it's in front of my fridge right now. And my kids couldn't have breakfast. And I was like, too late. <laughs> you guys sort of think that's funny, but that's what I really did because I'm such a good mom. Uh, you know, teaching them how to fast. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But it's that instead of that grumbling and carrying, oh, it's so heavy, and God's like, why do you keep complaining about how heavy it is because you shouldn't even be carrying it? Not all of us are weightlifters. God's like, but I am. I can carry the weight of the world. Do you get that? The weight of the world he can carry. So whatever you got, you know, that's like the, you know, like when you see little grandmas with the weights and it's like one pound and they're like, they're walking with their weights. It's so cute. That's totally going to be me. I'm going to do that. It's adorable. They got their little weights and they're walking. So that's kind of, you know, so our little things that we might think are big, God's like, I can carry the weight of the whole world at the same time. So whatever you got is just a little piece. I got this. Quit trying to carry it. It gets uncomfortable. It gets, you know, heavy. We're a new creature in Christ. Sometimes we just need a reminder in that. Life gets going and we're like, yeah, I know I'm a Christian. And it becomes, but we, need a, we actually really need a reminder. Like, yeah, you actually are. You are a new creature in Christ. You really are. 
Not just a new creature that goes to church, but a new creature in Christ. He doesn't matter where you are. He doesn't go, well, you haven't been here, or you haven't done this, you haven't read your Bible, so I guess I'm just going to take my spirit away for a little bit, see how you like that. He doesn't do that. You're a new creature in Christ. Sometimes we just need to be reminders. Sometimes we need to repair something that's been worn out. You ever have something that has a good frame, but maybe it needs, you know, just some... The, maybe it's like something like I think of like, you know, we have an old trailer that's like kind of sketch, real sketch, that we have at our house. And I thought, you know what, the frame is really good. We just need some new boards. Matt said we need some new boards. I did not say that. I tried to sell it. But it was so sketch, people were scared. I think they're scared to pick it up from my house. Um, so, But, you know, it's kind of like that. There's that frame, and we just need, it's worn out. So it's still good. It still has use. It just needs a little repair. That's what God does. He gives us the oil of joy for sadness. He takes it and says, oh, you need some of this. We can't do it all. We can't figure it out. We can't even see the answer that he has for us sometimes. You know, we're looking like this and be like, I can't see anything. So we do, we put our problems right here. You know, there's a lot of blind spots. Like Jared's gone, he's here. You know, I can't. That's the way it is. He's saying, you can't figure it out. Bring it to his feet. Lay it down. And we have to bring it to him, you guys. When we do that, God's like, I got this. The problem is sometimes we don't like to follow where he's going with that. We give it to him, and he's like, come on, let me show you what we're going to do with this. And you're like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's not the way we're supposed to go, Lord. You know, have you, have you asked Siri? <laughs> you know, we do that. God's like, no, I'm, no this is the way, this, I'm sure. You're like, that is scary. That's taking me down a real scary road. He's like, I got it. Look, I'm carrying your burden. You just have to follow me. I'm before you. No, just lay it at his feet. He's going to pick it up, and you got to want to follow. You're like, I don't really want to go that direction. And God's like, well, this is the only road we got. <laughs> Do not enter. You may not turn around. No U-turns. You know? God was, you know, God, when he created the world, he thought of Michigan. No U-turns, you know? You can't do it. It's all legal. He's like, you ain't turning around. You're going the direction I asked you to go. You know, he puts up like a detour thing. You can't go back. But we're like, oh, that must not be the way that, that what's God saying. God, could I just have that back? Because I don't, I don't want to do that. That's how it was for us in ministry. Matt's like, the Lord's going to do this. Take this burden off us. You know, we're going to do ministry. And God's like, yeah, you guys are going to start a church. And I was like, could I just have that ministry back, Lord? Thank you. Yeah, we're going to just keep hanging out with teenagers because they're nice. (laughs) Adults, not so much. They get a little up on that high horse. And God's like, no, you may not have it back. Get in line. I was like, (laughs) I'm trying to run away. But, you know, luckily God already convinced Matt. So he's like, he's standing here making sure he can't go back. You know, it worked out. It worked out. We're here. Just bring it to the Lord. Let's just pray.